Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dean Rogers Show. We have got a very special guest today, Jenna Hoover. Jenna, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hey, guys, welcome to the Dean Rogers Show, where we talk about real deals that we're doing and bring on awesome guests to talk about how they're finding success in their business to inspire and motivate you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. All right. See you on the show. I'm super stoked to have you because I've been, you know, pretty much following you on social media and and watching you grow and and build your business and kind of build the life that you're looking for. And you've had some some awesome ways that you've navigated this journey of entrepreneurship. So I think uh, just to kind of let the audience know some of those exciting things that you've done and are still doing, um, you know, you got started in the business same year as me, 2013. Um, so you've been, you know, also speaking and mentoring other other people in the business, which is amazing. Um, I know when I saw you get started, you were fixing up a lot of old houses, historic houses, and becoming like an HGTV specialist in these kind of houses, which is really cool. Uh, you've built a rental portfolio with both uh, your everyday normal long-term rentals and Airbnbs. Uh, you're also a licensed realtor. It'd be kind of nice to talk about how that plays a part in, in your business as well. You have been nationally on TV infomercials, uh, helping promote business and real estate coaching. So that's something exciting to dive into. You've been on HGTV and DIY Network, uh, you know, sharing who you are and what you do, which is is incredible. Um, you've been doing, you know, public speaking and have been doing coaching. Uh, you're a mom, uh, which on top of all that is maybe the hardest job of all, of course. And then um, you've got your your life and business partner Adam. We can talk about that what that relationship's like. And then um, you've become you know a pro at marketing and and also uh, a face for uh, real estate CRM out there, Real Flow. So uh, so many things to talk about. So many things you're doing. Um, and just for the listeners, if you're looking to follow Jenna, you want to check her out, see her on social media. You can go to Jenna Buys Houses uh, on Instagram and check her out there. So. Woo, lots of stuff. Uh, let's dive into it. So usually I like to talk, Jenna, about like how you got started in real estate. What's what's your story of how you got started? So I started out, it's it's funny because I think about what I went to college for, and it was the medical industry. I went to school for radiology, which I use zero of, you know, other than like <laughs> yeah. in the house and having x-ray vision, I guess. But oh yeah. You nice. know, so I went to school for that, but I always always had such a passion for real estate, but it was always like a plan B to like whatever I was doing. You know, I'd always say like, oh, I want to do that, but I just never had the guts to actually take action with it. You Where know, and it was that all passion came from. Was it just watching the shows on TV and stuff like that? Yeah. Or? Like I would watch a show and I'm like, I want to paint my kitchen cabinets or, you know, <laughs> my dad always wanted to do real estate, but he was just, it was like always like so out of reach. And, and I just always wanted to do it. I love the transformation. I love the shows that were on TV, but I just knew like zero people that ever did it. I had no education in it and I was just so petrified. And so I would, you know, I'd always say like, oh, I'm just going to do real estate someday. Or, you know, they do cutbacks at work. And I'd always say, well, you know, who cares? Like, I'm going to do real estate someday. Or a relationship goes, you know, it's a, you know, heck. And I'd be like, oh, who cares? They're going to be sorry. I'm going to be a successful real estate investor someday. <laughs> it was always like my 
like the thing that made me feel better when anything ever crappy happened in my life. Cause it was always like my, what I, I knew I was supposed to do. And, you know, I had another one of those cutbacks at work and it was like January of 2013. And, and I was at the gym and ad for a real estate education company came across my phone and I'm like, well, <laughs> what else do I have to lose? Like, why not? Yeah. You know, I, I was in a, a bad relationship that had fallen apart and things like that. And so I was like, you know, why not? And so I went to it and I'm like, well, holy heck, like everything that I was scared about, I could learn, I could figure it out as long as I had the right mentor and the right education and the right software. So that's what I decided. I was like, all right, this is my all in moment. Like, I- I'm just going to go, I'm going to go to it. But then you instantly get that negative voice in your head. I'm like, well, I don't know how, you know, how am I supposed to know how to find these houses and how am I supposed to know what to say to a seller? And, and, yeah. you know, how do I know how to walk into a house and figure out what it's going to cost? And, you know, I had like no computer skills. I didn't even have like a computer growing up. I was super sheltered. So I was just like, I mean, my brain was just like, like running like crazy. And I said, all right, I need to calm down. I need to just go and just go with an open mind. So, I mean, I was totally blown away. I just jumped in like, like literally head first. And I like, I just, I had to know, like at that point I had no plan B. It was like plan A, like this is what we're doing. And just like, so where, where do you think it. you got that courage to do that? Cause I think a lot of people either listeners here or just people that that are are stopping themselves from doing it right they had the passion but what do you think it was that just made you do it was it was it uh like a fight or flight like this is the only thing i could do i had to do it to to you know get escape a situation or was it like i it's i got to bet on myself now and it's now or never type of thing like what what is it for you do you think it was um i think it was a combination of a couple things like you know, I'm okay to share like my first initial real estate investment, what it costs. So in the beginning, it was $25,000 when I got into it and it included a lot of different things. But one of the main things was six months of coaching. And I looked at it and I said, all right, $25,000, six months equals, you know, roughly 24 weeks. I said, 25,000, 24 weeks. Basically every week I sit here and I don't do something. I'm taking a thousand dollars away from my daughter because I had a little bit in savings that I had put away. And so I had to use that to be able to purchase. And I invested in myself and I invested in, at that point, I just had her, she was two. And so I said, all right, like I have to do this. I can't have a plan B with it. And maybe it was because I was, you know, younger, I was 26 or 27 years old. And I said, like, I didn't know how, like, I didn't know what I didn't know, I guess. <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, I don't know what could go wrong. And I was so excited about it, but I always felt like, you know, like there's times where you feel like negative about yourself. And then there's times where you feel positive about yourself. And I always feel like my own inner voice was always like, you have something about you that is different from other people. Not like it conceded you're better than other people kind of thing, but I felt like I was wired differently. I don't know if it was because I was so sheltered that I hadn't been ruined by the world. Um, but I just felt like, you know, if, if I'm going to do this, I know I'm going to do, I'm, I know I'm going to be successful. Like when people fail, it's only because they quit and they didn't try absolutely every single thing possible. Like when you get into real estate, yeah, it's going to suck some days. You're going to look at it and be like, why did I do this? Why I should not have done this. This is stupid. Da, da, da. Like there's all those things that run through your mind. But I just said, all right, if I'm investing in this, I'm a hundred percent all in. I can't look back and I have to be successful. I have to do it. This is just the way I looked at it. Yeah. So do you think you had a confidence in yourself that helped you just basically bet on yourself? Yeah. I mean, 
Well, I think I, w- I was confident in the fact that I knew that I could do anything that I wanted to do. Um, I was confident in the fact that I had a good education program that was going to be behind me. And I mean, I just, I just went for it. I, yeah. I mean, I, I literally said, you know, I'm a piece of clay, shape me, mold me, figure out, like, tell me what I have to do. Like, and that's I was the not, best kind of student, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> I was not kind of scared of calling somebody. I wasn't like, yeah, like I'd have those moments where I'd start sweating and my face gets red and I'm like, oh my gosh, my phone's ringing. Here's a seller. Like, yeah, you yeah. have those moments where you're like scared for mm-hmm. a minute, but I wasn't scared to do it because I knew, I knew that that was what I was supposed to do. So I think that's a huge lesson for people to, if if they didn't catch it, one of the things that sets people apart that get to the success that they want and the ones that don't is not necessarily being, you know, someone's better than the other or more skilled or more talented. It's just that you had the courage to do it. And even though you were still scared, right? Me too. Like a seller calls, ah, I got to answer this. And you start, you know, getting anxious and your adrenaline starts pumping, um, you can hear your heart beating, but those are the things that you have to do. You have to take the action and learn as you do. And by taking the action, you get the confidence. That's where the confidence comes in. So, um, and I think one thing that you mentioned there too, was you realized as a mom that you were a provider. And if you were going to make this investment, if you didn't take advantage of it, you were actually taking away from your, your family. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a huge recognition of that and, and owning it and then, you know, taking action to be responsible for that investment you made. So I joined the coaching program that you did as well, fortune builders. And for me, that's what it it was. I needed someone. I was an open mind. Please teach me, show me the way and I'll put the action. And even though I'm scared and nervous about it too, I just needed that confidence and that community to here's the information. Now there's a community around me, help, help push and guide me. Yeah. And, and I think like a lot of times what holds people up whenever they're thinking about investing in their education, it comes down to your own like self-image, your own self-worth. And so some people will find an excuse like, oh, well, I'm not, I, I can't spend that kind of money. Like I felt like I was definitely worth it. And I looked at it and I said like, how much would I be spending if I got another college degree? How much would I be spending if I you know, did whatever. And I said, like, I know that I, I mean, my first deal, I made $38,000. So I mean, in one deal, I was able to, to recoup what I had spent on my education. And then from then on, but it just, you just have to be able to feel like you're worth it, that you're worth that enough, that you love yourself enough to be able to invest in yourself, to be able to take yourself to that next level. Like, yeah, you can do it without an education company. I mean, people do it all the time, but I just knew I wouldn't have taken it as serious. I wouldn't have yeah. felt like, okay, this is my new career, my new job. I just felt like I was jobless living in my parents' house like I was, you know? <laughs> so let's let's talk about that journey for you. So again, we both joined around a similar time and from from an outsider's view like you came in and instantly like rose to stardom within the community which is something that can be really cool and exciting by joining a larger community of other investors like-minded people is the um the the opportunity to collaborate and you know build relationships so how did you how did that come about for you let's talk about a, that a little bit because i don't know if that was 
like strategic, like you had a plan, I'm going to come in, I'm going to do this and I'm going to present myself this way, or it just had, you know, it was overnight success stardom type of thing. Like what, let's talk about that. Yeah. So like I said, I was (laughs) extremely sheltered. So we didn't even have computers growing up. I mean, I didn't even really have email till I was in college. So whenever I get into this, you know, I was just, I never really, like I had a Facebook account and that was it. And so they're like, do all this marketing, post this, do that. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's what they said there. I'm coachable. I'll post. And and I was doing like a lot of projects at one time. So like I was in a super um, distressed area. So I invest in some of like the poorest counties in the state of Pennsylvania. And also there's a lot of motivated sellers and I'm getting into it, you know, like right after like the whole great recession. So there's all these like foreclosures. You put, I put up bandit signs that say I genomize houses and I'd get like 16 voicemails the next day because nobody had ever heard of an investor in this area. So it was like shooting fish in a barrel. So I would put up my sign, I'd get all these leads and I'm like, well, I, I can't pass this one up. I can't pass this one up. And I'd have all these properties. Like, so my first round of it, I put in six offers, my fr- like right after my first event I went to, all six of them got accepted. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I went forward on five of them. I was able to like wholesale one of them. I kept one of them as a rental for a while. I bought a couple of them and flipped them and things like that. But like my biggest problem was, is that I was in so much competition, like what the, what you said, the image of me online. So like I would post different things and it would just go viral because it was like, who is this girl? She's in her twenties. She's a single mom. She's yeah. killing it with all these houses. So like the more that I posted, the more that people like fed into it. And then it just became where it was like, oh my gosh, like I have to keep up with this image of exactly who everybody thinks that I am. And then it just became, you know, like super overwhelming. Like I, it just took off so fast for me. And, and I was at the point where like, I'd never really done anything on social media, so I didn't care. So like, if I'd post videos of me walking around, I wasn't shy behind a camera. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll, sh- I'll show this house. I'll do this. I'll post these different things. And it got recognized so quickly to where it was only like two years into it. I mean, I was, I was contacted by numerous like TV show opportunities. Like I declined probably four or five different TV show opportunities in the beginning, just because I was like, first off, that wasn't my goal. Secondly, I was like, my business is not at all mature enough that I can detach for a month, two months to go shoot a, you know, an episode or, you know, like a series or anything like that. So, and then some of the people that had approached me before were some people in the industry that I didn't want to be tied to um, other TV shows and things like that. So I was like, no, no, I don't want to do that. Um, So it wasn't long before HGTV themselves contacted me, which is cool because everybody is always like trying to find them or trying to get on TV shows. Yeah. They're the, they're the pinnacle. They're the, they're the gold standard, you know? Yeah. So like one day I just get an email from HGTV and I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. You know, like I thought (laughs) it was a big scam and they're like, we've been following you. Send us a a 10 minute video of who you are, what you do and how you do it. And I'm like, well, I take videos all the time. So I just put this little, you know, combination of all these different videos that I had of myself and contractors and me with tools and us just screwing around and (laughs) like, it's really fun things like with my daughter and, and they're like, we love it. So then that's when they came out and did like a sizzle reel. And then we filmed for like a whole month and, you know, a couple years ago, but you know, they wanted to do more episodes and things like that. And they wanted to kind of change the theme and it was a lot of work and it wasn't something that I really saw as part of my 
big plan. So we actually declined doing anything more you know, at that point in our time. Yeah. But I mean, it was cool though. I mean, it took off super fast, but, and I, and I didn't even try for it. So I think that that's kind of the fun organic piece of it. It was, I was just being me, being fun, being young. I look back at some of my videos. I'm like, that is so, in my daughter's words, so cringy, you know, like some of my <laughs> videos. Cause I, I just, you know, I was just real and raw and you know, they were cute, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's crazy. So, I mean, obviously that being in that environment where kind of the, the stardom kind of rises and everything like that can be a bit overwhelming. So how do you, how did you navigate that time, that experience? Um, how did you like, just keep, keep a, a sound mind, like not go crazy into it? Well, I think that that was like we were talking you and I for like a minute before we got on here. And I was saying like, there's a lot of positives, but there's also a lot of negatives. And I think at that point was like the turn in my business. And I don't want to like take it down this like dark path of misery. But the thing is, is like when you're doing a lot of really cool things, it's going to attract a lot of people kind of like a moth moths to a light. Mm -hmm. And and so, I mean, it would bring in a lot of different contractors, a lot of different partners, a lot of different, you know, a lot of different people. But the thing is, I was in my, uh, not my early, I was in my 20s. I was very naive. I was very trusting. I, I went to 13 years of private schooling, very sheltered. I had like very small amount of like people interaction in my life. I was yeah. married really young. I was, I, you know, in a relationship at 18, married at 21. So I wasn't around anything that was really negative ever in my life. And until I got into with different people. And so like, I would have different contractors that I would trust that would take advantage of me. I would have partners that I was partnered with on different things where, you know, we're doing two huge renovation projects, like, you know, like four bedroom, I mean, like 3000 square foot houses down to the studs. And, you know, then they decide they went out of the deal and all of the funds that we had together, they had used for other projects. So I was left with two gutted houses and like $17,000 to finish them. Yeah. You know, things like that, that would have destroyed any business, you know, like people that would want to work with me and then they would become, you know, like I would have a contractor on my TV show and then, you know, they would just try to leverage that to their ability and then, you know, screw me over on different projects or I've had people steal from me. So there was a lot of downside to, to, to that because I was, there was so much going on so fast and I just hadn't experienced. And I just, honestly, I didn't know what, pe I, what people had the capacity to do. And it yeah. was just like blindsided by what, I mean, and not taking it down super misery roads because I should have been a better business person. I should have been more mindful of different things. And then that's whenever I had made different mistakes in my business that took me a long time to be able to recover from. So, so I can give you the most amount of empathy possible because that is part of my story too, <laughs> um, where I, you know, had lived, uh, well, others would tell me maybe a sheltered life, maybe mm -hmm. not as sheltered as yours, but still pretty, pretty similar, you know, private school, most of my life, uh, uh, married my high school sweetheart. Uh, you guys are together. so cute and your kids are <laughs> so freaking adorable. I can't even handle it. They're I had the, to interrupt you there. They're the best things that we've done in our life for sure. Um, but you know, 17, uh, got, got together with her 17, married it. 22 or whatever. Right. Um, and believing that I, 
I think of only good things and doing things the right way and attract, would like to believe I attract good people and hadn't had bad things to me. But it wasn't until I got into the real world outside of the sheltered kind of structure of education and all that kind of stuff to where people came in and took advantage of me being susceptible to just believing people will do good. And so I have the most empathy for you because I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars because of bad people taking advantage of good people. And it's just gut-wrenching. It just makes you feel so sick and makes you, um, you know, kind of brings your spirit down. But that's where I had to face myself and and had to understand, like, no one's going to come to save me, you know? There, yeah, that was, no... like my, that was like one of my themes one of the years is nobody's going to save you. Yeah. You know, and... and- you're like me, like you probably learn super fast. So it was like, probably somebody's like, shame on you when it happens to you. Like you're, you know, or they say shame on them or shame on you or however they say it. But I bet that that's never going to happen to you again. Yeah, definitely not. I, and, and the lessons I learned were so simple, like elementary type lessons, just that I needed to do further due diligence and make some additional calls just to, to verify stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's hard. And I think um, good natured people, you're, you're kind of, uh, an open target sometimes for that. But, but like you said, they were really, really important business lessons to kind of harden me around that, to just get focused and understand like, okay, I've got my, my circle of trust of people, but anybody else I need to be more cautious with. Right. And I yeah. need to take it slower don't just rush in with a bushy tailed and bright eyed, all excited because not everything is as perfectly as it seems um, always. So I'm sure that was a big, important lesson for you and hard to overcome it because it was painful. <laughs> like I remember yeah. going to bed, just my mind racing, my heart pounding, just feeling like so overwhelmed and stressed at times that it wasn't easy. You know? Yeah. And, and it eats you alive. But the thing is, like I said, I learned super fast. Like I have a, a very quick, my, my memory is really good and I, and I learn really fast. And so something happens, like I soak it in and, and I apply it really quickly. So it's only a matter of time before I take that. And I like, literally it becomes part of me, but in a good way to make me stronger. Cause then I would use it then to my advantage. It was almost like and it was almost like a, a war scar that I'm not going to get that cut again because my skin is tougher now. Yeah. You know, so I would, I would go meet with contractors and I would be able to talk to them a little bit differently. And I, I would know what to say and, and not like you expect the worst, but it's, I don't like my patience is way different. And my, <laughs> my, my tolerance is yep. way different. You know, like I would have contractors that we were using the same shingles for the same, like five houses in a row. And they were telling me that it was more shingles than it was. So by the time that we're three houses in, they have enough to do another roof for somebody else. And, you know, their contractors would come up and say like, you know, Hey, uh, they fired me on this job, but I wanted to let you know, they were stealing from you. Can I work for you on the side? And I'm like, well, as far as I know you were stealing too. And then I would fire that person. And, you know, so, I mean, like, I mean, it, it just helped me learn how to be a better business person, a, a yeah. better, just, you know, just a better person in general. And so, I mean, it was definite learning lessons, but I mean, for the positive. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people go through that. It's part of learning business, right. And, and learning, uh, how to navigate being an entrepreneur because 
you know, the, the buck stops with you. You're the one making the decisions and you got to realize like, Hey, although I got taken advantage of, and it was their wrongdoing, it still comes down to me. I made the decision to, to do that deal or to get involved. And, uh, the sooner you can recognize that you can fix the decision-making that you make. So, so how did you navigate that? How did you overcome that? How did you push through, persevere, have the desire and still find the passion to like, I got to overcome this. So the way that I look at things, like they always say that, you know, not to bring too much religion into it, that, you know, God's going to always put you in places where your is, is your destiny, that he's not going to give you too much that you can't handle those type of things. And I always felt like, okay, as long as I keep my morals, as long as I know who I am, as long as I do everything that I humanly know is ethically possible, that things are going to turn around for me. And so I just kept, you know, I almost like put your head down, keep going, keep pushing, keep doing the things that I need to do. And so one day I was, um, one of my contractors was doing some work and they said, you know, this local landlord walked into the door and asked if it was so-and-so's project, like another local investor. There's like one other investor in my whole town. And my contractor said, no, but Jenna buys houses. And so he got his number for me. And so I contacted this local landlord and he's like, hey, I have all these, these properties. I want to sell them all. And so I bought this local landlord's entire portfolio. It was 15 different units. And then I added some more units to it like throughout the years and things like that. But that was like the turning point. That was like 2017. And so I basically like within, you know, a month, like once we purchased them, I was like an instant landlord. I like <laughs> and I completely transitioned. So I was like, I was flipping houses. I was doing great things. But you probably know of all people, when you flip a house, you live one, like you live paycheck to paycheck, but it's one mm-hmm. big glorified paycheck to paycheck. And it could be six months. It could be a year from the time you flip one house to the next, you know, depending on how many you have in, in the assembly line. Yep. And so I kept thinking like, I need to have consistent monthly income just because things happen. And I I wanted to be sustainable as a business. And so I came across all these, these properties. I said, I don't know how I'm going to freaking buy them, but I ended up getting them for like 30,000 a door, which was oh fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and some of them were already rented and the rest of them, they were all moving ready with the exception of like two that I had to put carpet in. So, I mean, it was just, they had a, a death in their family and they weren't able to pass them down. And so they just wanted to sell them to somebody who reminded them of them when they were a young couple. So, you know, I ended up buying them and that kind of was the the catalyst to transitioning my business to like almost like reshifting my mindset of like, mm-hmm. okay, this is this is what I need to do. So then we started like really ramping up you know, in the last year I got into Airbnbs, you know, Airbnb arbitrage. And so like, that's my goal is to get more, you know, so it was kind of like, so the thing that changed was first off, I had to get out of like misery lane, you know, because like I can sit there and be like, oh, this project manager just stole $10,000 worth of my tools, you know, all this, like, like, yeah, that stuff happens, but I have to shake it off. Like one of my coaches was like, let it go off here. Like, let it be like water off a duck's back you know, which sucks, <laughs> you know, yeah, you have to like get over it. You have to move forward. But I knew that I could figure things out. And like the hard part was, I think at that time, that's when I started to like get my fear. Like whenever I first got into it, I was fearless, like not like I didn't know what could screw up. So I was like, go, go, go. And that's why I think I became so well-known so quickly. Cause I didn't, I didn't care about what was scary, but at that point, like, I think that like I changed and I wish that I wouldn't have, because I feel like then I became like 
I started getting the fears. I started getting the anxieties. I started walking towards something and then like, kind of, I don't know if I should do that. And like, Mm. it kind of almost gave me like a PTSD when it came to real estate, because it was like, I was real scared. Like I was super timid. So I probably have turned down more things than I would have in the past, more opportunities, more collaborations, more things like that. But I'd rather be safe than sorry, I guess. Yeah. Well, you get to a certain point in your career where like there's there's still maybe a growth mindset, but there's also a, a preservation and protecting mindset where it's like, okay, I've already done some great things. I'm in a good position. Now I just don't want to screw these things up and, uh, and have them go south. So that's, um, that's an important part of your business too, is making sure that you don't have things go south. Um, uh, another thing I was going to say, which is crazy is we have a parallel path with discovering rentals and having a shift in mindset there. So 2018, right at the right at the end of 2017, I finally had the realization like, oh my gosh, I'm on this conveyor belt of flipping properties. We were doing like 20 flips at a time and all this money would come in and almost more money would go out because we just had more and more projects and checks getting written. And it just felt like I was broke and not really building wealth. And Mm -hmm. so I finally realized like, okay, I got to start buying rentals. So that's that's funny. Uh, I started buying rentals around the same time too. And like you said, it was a shift of mindset of how to build a, a, a better business to facilitate the lifestyle and really like set yourself up for success, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's a totally different thing. I mean, just dealing with tenants and in my area, we don't have any project management companies. I mean, that's something that's wow. in my, my future <laughs> goals is to create my own and then have multiple people that's involved in it just because there's a lot of local landlords, but there's nothing that's really sustainable as far as project management. Like luckily, you know, we're typically at full occupancy and we have great places that were, you know, had good roofs and had good furnaces and knock on wood, they didn't really need a lot of maintenance. So you know, in time, that is going to be one of my goals is to have something that's more established like that. But I mean, it is a shift and even getting into Airbnbs in the last year, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm like a a hotel concierge. Like I didn't know, you know, like (laughs) doing little things for people and making their, their stay enjoyable. Like that's like a totally different concept for me versus like knocking down walls and flipping houses. Yeah. That's completely different. It sounds like you might need someone on your team to help manage all the the rental stuff, if not already. Do you have anybody doing that or are you you wearing all the hats? Oh no. I mean like so with with Adam, my business partner. Okay, so, okay. Perfect. Yeah. So he does a lot of that stuff. So he is kind of like the project management. So there, you know, if something needs done and he's gonna, you know, be the one that handles it and then sends it out to our team is, you know, if something needs to be done. But I mean, I'm not the one going and fixing a leaky toilet. I don't even <laughs> know how to do that, but I wouldn't want to oh, do yeah, it me anyhow. So yeah. Well, perfect. Um, so, so where do things go from there? So you've, you've really started to, um, get involved in some more of the public speaking and the coaching and also representing uh, a well-known national company, RealFlow for CRM. So let's talk about that. Like, how did you transition into, you know, getting on stage and, and talking and doing all of that as well as, um, you know, doing the affiliate stuff with, with RealFlow? Yeah. So I think it was trying to think, I mean, I became a coach with the real estate education company pretty much like right away. And so I was just doing like regular coaching 
And then um, a, a few years into it, then I became, you know, one of their speakers for their weekend seminars. And then I did that for about two and a half years. And then I said, you know, I want to have another baby. I don't want to be working every single weekend. I mean, my daughter at that time, she was, I don't know, six. And so she was getting in, you know, she just started schooling. So she's like kindergarten slash first grade, you know, around there. So, I mean, we started having like soccer on weekends that I was going to miss. I mean, Mm -hmm. I missed a dance review. I I mean, like things like that, where I was like, this is not worth the amount that I'm getting paid on the weekends. So plus right around that time, I just got all those rentals. So now I had that passive income that I was able to make that lateral move of like, I'm bringing in this every month. I don't need to have this income. I can take, take time and now be home on weekends. And it was right around that time. I'd always been such a real flow fan. Like as soon as I got into real estate, I started using it and it was what I used because it has, it's everything. It's all inclusive. So it's going to be my, it's like, I like to call it my command center. So it has all the tools, all my CRM tools to be able to analyze all my properties. I can organize everything. I have all my leads right there. So I was a huge believer. So I became very close with the company And so I said, you know, I want to, I want to work with you guys. I want to do different things. So I started doing like kind of handled some of their marketing stuff, started doing like some of their Facebook videos, started doing some fun things like that. And I was just kind of doing things like a little bit behind the scenes. And then probably in the last year, I said, well, actually about two years ago, I created a coaching program with them. So like a mentoring program. And it was like real, like really small. Like we were just like, cause we just like wanted to baby it and see like, what are we going to do with this? So we had a very small group that we pushed this out to. And I had a group, I, I was able to coach them every single week for a whole year. Oh, and nice. then, then we launched it again. We just did it for like a three month. I think we just did it for like a quarter. We just, we did it again. And then I, you know, so I was doing different things with them in different capacity. And then in about the, like the last year I came aboard and I just said, all right, like, let's figure out a way to work together. And so now my goal is my job that I do with them is working and building those affiliate relationships with a lot of our big real estate gurus like you, you know, who are out there with coaching programs to where we're able to white label our product and then be the face of your education company. And so, so we do a lot of, I mean, so we're working with pretty much you think of a big real estate guru, probably we are the CRM that's behind them. So that's what I've been doing with them. And so that's been a ton of fun. And with that, I mean, a lot of the stuff I've been on stage with is not necessarily with them. It's been whether I had a relationship with somebody or um, they wanted me to share some of my, you know, journey of real estate or entrepreneurial stories or mindset related things. So I, I think a lot of the perks of getting into real estate was just the network of people that I built so quickly and just really learning who's genuine out there and just really staying connected with those people and then having the opportunity to share stages with a lot of cool people. Yeah. So I think what would be helpful for people to kind of understand, because again, like, oh, Jenna, you're awesome. Well, of course you're going to be on stage because people want to hear what you're doing and you've done amazing things. But what do you think, you know, someone who's maybe not there yet could do to help put themselves in the position to have the right relationships to then be on stage and do different things like that like how how could somebody who's maybe just getting started or or really revving up their business trying to trying to make it how could they position themselves best so that they could be doing things like that too so first off like they'd have to decide do they want to be on stages yeah. like my problem was i'm like an extreme introvert like when i first <laughs> got into real estate like i was very much in your face on social media 
but outside of social media, I'm like a little recluse. Like I, I like so intimidated, like just sit at home, do nothing. I mean, I'm just very, very quiet. So when people would ask me to do things on stage, I was petrified. Like my first event that I went to, I remember like my brain almost went into like two different parts. Like I remember I'm like sitting there doing my intro, I'm standing, I'm talking. And then the other half of my brain was like, there's the door. Like, you don't have to do this. Let's let's run. Let's get out of here as fast Uh, as we can. And I just remember I was like hyperventilating. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And like, even for two years that I spoke every single weekend, I would still go into the bathroom right before I'd go. And I'd have to look myself in the mirror and be like, okay, you can do this. Like I, like I, to the point where I had my speeches so memorized that I just said the same exact thing every single week that it's like, it wasn't that I, I don't know. I just, I was so in my head. I just was petrified and just, I mean, so I would say like, first off, figure out, do you really even want to be on stage? And if it's a yes, then, I mean, cause there's some people like that's when they're the most alive. Like that's, yeah. they feel like that is where I'm supposed to be then figure out, okay, so if I want to be on stage, what are you going to be on stage talking about? Like, what is going to be your trademark? What is your education piece? Like, what are you going to be sharing with the world? What, how can you contribute to other people? A lot of times, like, People want to come on stage. And I think this is why I always did so well on stage. People want to go on stage and they want to talk about all the great things that they've done. Okay, great. But people don't want to, people want to know how, how are you, like, how is that person tangible to me? I want to, I go and I share like, yeah, I screwed up here. Yeah, I messed up here. Like, I'm going to share with somebody like, everything, the truth of it. Like I grew up in a super small town, you know, I mean, I had to go move back in with my parents. I mean, like things like that, where it makes you a real freaking person. Like people, I don't want to go sit and watch somebody that's like, here's my personal jet. I'm so great. I live, I have yachts. I like, okay, that's great. If people have that, I mean, and it's not being envious that I don't, because I don't think that I could have an amount of money to like really, I mean, I guess if I had so much money and I had to put it somewhere for tax purposes, I guess I could figure (laughs) that. I guess you buy a jet. But that's not like my goal. Like my goal wasn't to be on TV. My goal wasn't to do multiple things. Like I did it. I had it like it's greatest on my resume, but then I'm still a real person after that. I'm still a mom. I still cook dinner. I still have to clean my own toilets. Like, you know, like in my own house, like people want to know how you're a real person, how you can make it work. And it's great when people tell you all the things that they've done, but I want somebody who's going to get in the, in the trenches with me and look me in the face and say, you know, everything's going to be okay. And I think that that's where I did really well as a coach is I would get down on my knees and cry with people and really share with them and and, and empathize and talk to them about here's what can happen, but we're not going to let that happen. Like it happened to me because I, you know, we talked about the struggles that I went through, but I'm going to be super stern with them. You know, like I've had like, and it's not even like therapeutic sessions, but some of my students, like whenever I started working with them, I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Um, this week, you have to go on a date with your wife. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, why we, like we're, you're my real estate coach. And I'm like, look, here's what's going to happen. You know, because you probably know, like when you have a thousand things to do, but only time for so many, you kind of pull away from the givens in your life. I like to yeah. call them the givens, your friends, your family, your health, like the things that you would normally want to focus on. And I said, and, and like, it was probably a year later, they're like, we almost got divorced. And it, if it weren't been, you know, if it wasn't for you, telling us and pushing us and working with us, 
then we probably would have thrown everything away. But like, I would force them like, here's no, you have to do this. You have to detach here. You have to work on this because there's so much more involved in real estate than just real estate. You can't just be a real estate robot all day long. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like a long answer there for you, but. Um, no, I think that's good because I think what, what people need to understand is people, especially now, today, people are more attracted to the realness. Like people want to understand the real you, like what makes you tick so they can understand, like, are they, are they like that too? Or, oh, they're going through something too. And you have as well. Okay. Like I'm okay. I'm okay with not doing well right now. I'm okay with not being okay. Right. And I think that's what helps people kind of come together as an entrepreneur because the, the world as an entrepreneur is kind of lonely. And a lot of times you're spending a lot of time by yourself. You're not in an office with hundreds of people and lots of socializing. Like you're, you're working longer hours by yourself. And that can be really hard sometimes, especially when things aren't going great. So, um, I think that's helpful for people to understand that. So, um, man, there's so many good nuggets, uh, throughout your story. And it's cool that there's a lot of parallel paths that we went through, um, as well. Uh, what, what would you share with, uh, the listeners who are just getting started, who are like, man, is real estate the thing? Is it the vehicle for me? What would you say? I mean, is it, is it like, yes, this is the path. This is the way for you. Um, and, and what is that thing that you use kind of throughout your journey to, to push through the hard times? I mean, I'm always a huge fan of real estate. Like whenever I first got into it, I was like, I don't know why everybody doesn't do this. I mean, you can buy a house, flip it and make thousands of dollars. I didn't know why everybody just didn't do it. I guess you just have to be a certain breed of person to be able to have that, you know, that, that tolerance for it. But the cool thing about real estate is you can learn so many different avenues of it. And no matter what the industry, cause I got so tired of hearing, Oh, the markets is, Oh, the market's that. Okay. You can wholesale, you can flip a house, you can have rentals, you can get in Airbnbs, you can do different things where you can do different sort of, you know, collaborations. And there's like so many different things that you can do so many facets of real estate that you don't have to worry about no matter what the market's going to do, you can figure out a different way, especially if you have different relationships for it. But I mean, just figuring out what their niche is, like figuring out what they want to do. If they were to sit here and like, you know, vision things out and have a vision board or visualize and say, what do I, I mean? Like when we're little, we have this imagination and then when mm -hmm. we get older, we lose it and like, just sit and pretend and think what would be the best case scenario. And then almost like reverse engineer it and figure out, I want these things. Then how am I going to do it? What do I have to do? How much money do I have to bring in? Then how much marketing do I have to have to be able to generate this amount of, you know, et cetera. So you can work together. But my best advice is somebody like you would be like for students is to, to tag on to somebody like you, somebody who is, uh, you know, a super cool person, a super great dad, a great partner, somebody who's willing to you know, share those, I was in the trenches story. And then, you know, you have your own program, you, you work with people, you coach people. I mean, there's no other person that if I'm a brand new investor that I, I mean, you have how many, you know, hours and hours of knowledge in your brain that you have yeah. learned, you know, like thousands of hours and thousands of hours that you've been in this. And then you are like literally the compilation of how many different probably education programs and the compilation of all these different networks of people. And you've done so many different things. Like people need to stick and gravitate towards you 
because you're, I mean, you're going to be, you're doing your podcast. I mean, it's a matter of time before you're like on these huge stages and people won't be able to have that type of close knit relationship and ability to work with you. So it's like, get connected with you right now and really coming <laughs> from somebody like you, because you've done it all. You've done so many different things. I mean, heck you were in, in the football fields and things like that. I mean, you're like, not only, I mean, you have so many connections, so many different things that you've done. And so I would say for listeners, if they're on the fence, just freaking do it. Like, you know, I mean, they're listening to you. They already know you and like you. I'm so. laughing because you're promoting me. I'm like, no, let's talk about Jenna. Jenna's the best. Go to her. <laughs> well, I, I mean, right now I don't have my own coaching thing. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, I mean, but I think that's, finding that's a mentor. the best advice that I just shout from the mountaintops is if you're new, you're on the fence. Go surround yourself with people that are in your community that you look up to and aspire, right? And find the right one, like or or couple, because there might be some people where you get next to them and then you realize oh, I don't really like this person. And then you get next to this, oh, this person's real. This person's my vibe, and this is who I want to aspire to be. Be around them, add value to them, and then amazing things happen. You just put yourself in the right rooms with the right people, like Jenna. Then amazing thing happens. So. Um, really appreciate you being on. It's been an extreme pleasure. Um, it's been cool to hear more about your story too. And the similarities, like I said, uh, the ups and the downs for sure. Um, but man, what a, what a great, great pleasure. So guys, again, if you want to stay connected with Jenna, the whole, the whole point of doing this is for us to, to grow, to, to learn and, and network with each other. So make sure you follow Jenna, Jenna buys houses on Instagram. You'll see all the stuff that she's up to. And again, thanks so much for being on Jenna. Thanks for having me. And it's on Jenna buys houses on, on all platforms. So Perfect. Facebook, Twitter, I just started getting on TikTok. I have a couple of videos. Uh -oh. of my daughter's going to try to have to help me like get really cool on there. So yeah. Um, yeah, but thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to have heard your story too. I mean, I, I just always knew you as like, there, there's this guy, he's like this awesome investor, everything is perfect. So it was like really refreshing to know how similar our stories, yeah. you know, when you're in it in yourself and you always think like, man, does this crap only happen to me? So I know um, it's just nice to know that, you, you know, that you have that similar type of a path and it just, and it, again, it makes you so much more tangible because if I'm a student and I want to learn from somebody, I don't want somebody that's only had everything perfect happen to yeah, them. I want somebody totally. who has done it and persevered and just still kicking butt. And then here you are with your own freaking podcast being <laughs> super awesome. And just, you're going to be just, I don't know, doing great things. Well, Hey, um, I, I feel I'm the one that's honored here to, to be in your presence and appreciate you so much for coming on and sharing wisdom, sharing your story with everybody. So again, make sure you connect with Jenna. Uh, she's doing awesome, great things. And uh, you'll want to want to see what she's up to next. I definitely want to as well. So again, thanks so much for being on until next time. Peace. See ya.